Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Boom. This is going to be episode 15. No way. I thought we were only on like 14 or well, something. Well, so we're, we're a little off, you and I, because mm-hmm. we recorded episode 13 last night. Okay. Then we're going to have to record a, what we got after, which will be 14. Oh. And then this one will come out after that. So we don't even know what we're going to talk about, what we talked about in the previous episode. We don't know. Mm-mm. But it was good. We're glad you're back. Whatever we got after was satisfying. And so you're back for more. <laughs> you're back for more. Welcome <laughs> welcome to episode 15. We have an amazing guest. Joe, I'm going to have you introduce him. We have the world famous. World magnificent wonder of a man we call him shane etzweiler and he is the executive director for our local great falls um chamber of commerce chamber of commerce welcome good morning thanks guys thanks for having me on yeah pleasure and we're it's an early morning this morning thanks for coming in early yeah no appreciate it yeah Mm -hmm. fits my schedule so perfect it does not fit mine but i'm here (laughs) with you guys and i have coffee um from el banco thanks el banco actually i want to admit something because I'm kind of a decaf drinker, mm. um, and El Banco, to my knowledge, doesn't have decaf usually. Okay, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, but I go to uh, Morning Light, and they've got a pretty good little coffee thing going, and it's organic, which makes me feel very, you know, very now, very woke, very cool, bougie. Oh, bougie! And I and um, I tell my dad that it's organic, Dad. And he's like, Yay, good for you. Um, and I so what I do is um, that I have to admit is I mix them now. That's a decaf. With a regular, <laughs> so, yeah. So Jesse, if you're listening, I'm sorry if you're cringing, but hey, man, oh, he's definitely cringing. It's cool yeah. because like the one is so earthy and dark because you got to roast it real good to get that decaf, you know. And his is so light and nice, it makes like this perfect cup of coffee that isn't make me sweat through my shirt because I'm really sensitive to. <laughs> I'll just start sweating <laughs> off all this caffeine. I swear. <laughs> I think they call it half calf. I'm doing a half calf. Oh, half calf. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Special, yeah. specially mixed half calf for yours truly. So I'm ready, but I'm not too ready. You know, yeah. I'm right and, there with you. And we talked like episodes ago, we talked about how we're opposites like that, that you'll text me information and I'm already asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll text me at like 10 o'clock at night and I don't get back to you until like 5.30 in the morning right before mm-hmm. the gym mm-hmm. and you're asleep. So yeah. most of the time we're texting each other, we're asleep. So yeah, this works perfectly in my schedule. I love it. I'm awake. My brain is firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Joe, you're going to have to catch up, man. Because it looks like, Shane, also, you're you're drinking a water. But I had a coffee on my drive-in. Oh, okay. So I'm set. Yeah, ready to roll. I was going to say. you worked out. Yeah, I already, I've already yes. been to the gym. Blood's like, been going, pumping. Yeah, Joe's going to go. Joe's gonna be playing catch-up. I'm yeah. playing, I just yeah, fed right. the cats and <laughs> put, put some water on my hair and grabbed this shirt. And <laughs> I'm going to, I'm now going to make a workout called Feeding the Cats. Feeding the Cats. They're feeding the cats. You know, it's got to be some kind of bend over, you know, with a dumbbell or something kind of, kind of thing. I nearly broke a sweat. You know, when I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this cat food is in a can is heavy. <laughs> that was that turn of the can. Oh, man. <laughs> getting, getting a good workout there. Switch hands here to get the rest of the can or open. You doing your stretches before. <laughs> Hold on. Let me stretch that index finger real good. And that thumb when I turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sad. 
Um, it's sad. It's sad if you almost broke a sweat with the can opener. Hey, you know, when you are forced to work out in the military, as we were, um, mm-hmm. when you get out, you're like, no one's forcing me to do nothing. I'm just going to sit here and be just how I am, you know, until you get, start feeling like, why can't I get up that flight of right. stairs without being winded? Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what happened to me is I got out and I'm like, nobody's telling me mm-hmm. I have to run. How dare you? Or push-ups. You got to be kidding me. That was abuse. Yeah. Borderline abuse. That's yeah. Borderline. <laughs> and then, and then. 12 years later and 100 pounds heavier, you, you wish go, you go, those people would whoops. call you. <laughs> wish somebody would have made me work out. I wish I could track down my drill instructors or the people that were always making you do the push-ups and stuff. Just call them up and say, hey, can we get on like a Facebook messenger together? <laughs> can you like send me some really angry things in the morning to tell me to get motivated and stuff? And I, I know I, this is a sidetrack. Um, but I remember my drill instructor from basic training. This is all the way back in, this is 19 years ago, uh, 2002, I was in basic training, uh, drill sergeant Golick, Golick, Mm -hmm. and he had been in the, the, uh, desert storm Mm -hmm. and, um, he had some crazy stories and he said, the drill sergeant that talks like this all the time. Cause they yell a lot. They just can't, their voice is so gravelly. (laughs) And he was always like when we were marching or anything, he was always in the front, always leading. Mm -hmm. And we get almost all the way through basic training. And he tells us this story of, it's not very well known, but they did use chemical warfare, uh, not the United States, but they used chemical warfare on our troops in desert storm. Mm -hmm. He had been hit with, um, agent orange or whatever, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but some kind of chemical warfare lost a lung oh hey wow and so he was all of us in basic training he was always ahead always in front in the mile run always like with one lung mm-hmm. one what? lung that's the guy i want on facebook messenger telling me to run harder because oh, it's like yeah because yeah, i have two <laughs> i should be going faster so when we learned that we were like are you kidding me Dang. Wow. That's wow. like the first thing I would tell people when they met me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he waited wait. months. He waited months. And he was like, oh, yeah, and I'm doing this all with one lung. One Let's lung. go. And oh. you're able to, like, kick it in gear. When someone tells you that they're ahead of you and doing better with only one lung, you're able to kick it up yeah. a notch yeah. after that. But, but what a lung. I mean, those yeah. lung must have been most of his chest. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's a massive one. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that movie Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. That one chef, he goes, I once killed a man with my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have one lung. <laughs> the size of that thumb must have been impressive. <laughs> and so we've we've Joe's told us, and we've also announced on previous episodes that you've said this is going to be our best podcast. Well, well why not? That. That's right. I mean, it's like get after it, right? Isn't that the name of your podcast? That's right. Just make it just epic. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. He was like, "Well, you guys are getting after it, so will I." That's so. This is going to be the best one ever, right? Awesome. Yeah, and That's so I'm. Ex- I think we're already off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah, we've good. got we've got ten questions, but is there? I think we need to know. A, the ten questions. The point of that is to get to know a little bit about you. There's a there's a surface level to the questions, but you'll mm-hmm. notice a pattern that underneath it, we learn a little bit about you. Oh, we'll learn a lot about your. But inner, I'd like inner to know. Um, I see you have a wedding ring, so you're married, yep. children. Where do you live? Yeah, absolutely. So I live uh, in Fairfield area. I live on the bench, so four miles east of Fairfield. So I'm married to a beautiful wife named Debbie, and she works at the post office there in Fairfield. And then I've got three daughters who are grown out of high school. Uh, my oldest runs the post office in Vaughn. Uh, my middle one, uh, her name is Ta- uh, Caitlin. My middle one, Taylor, works for us at the chamber, cool. and uh, she is going to be moving to El Paso here at the end of the month. 
El Paso, Texas. Uh, she is engaged to a gentleman who's with the Air Force and just uh, was promoted or is going to become a recruiter. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where he's from. So they're going to move down there. And then my youngest, uh, she works in Fairfield at the uh, Front Range Assisted Living. And then she also does child care in her home. And so she also has a four-year-old little guy. So I've got a four-year-old grandson. So it's uh, his birthday's today. So happy birthday, Theo. And uh, he's just so much fun. I mean, just a riot. So they were over last night and taking family pictures and yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, you don't look well, grandpa age. I well, first have you. to say that. Uh, you don't look grandpa age. You are our second Fairfieldian. Oh. Is that right? Fair- Fairfieldonian? We were Fair- on location. Fairfieldite? Yeah, yeah, we were on location in Fairfield oh. with Greg Meisner, uh, who has an archery shop there and is the football coach yeah. uh, there in Fairfield. Yeah, and he's so- new to Fairfield, new football coach. So. Yep. Yeah, good. Yep. You guys interviewed him. Awesome. Yep. We interviewed Excellent. him about getting after it, starting up a archery shop in the middle of COVID, you know, and yeah. we were out there. And so you're our second. But you, there's one thing I want to I want to dive into a little bit. You mentioned yeah. a bench. Yeah. And anybody oh. outside of like Grape Falls <laughs> yeah. is going to be like, wait a minute, like, is he homeless? Yeah. Like, what do you mean he's on a bench? Sleeping on a bench. On a bench. Yeah, what does that on mean? A bench. So Fairfield has, when you when you drive northwest to Great Falls and you hit Tavon and you head west and then you head up Highway 89 and you just kind of continually go up and there's, there's a, they just call them a bench. And like if you're hunting elk, they'll say when you're dropping off a mountain, you want to get up above them and then you drop down and you hit the benches because the mm-hmm. elk will be on those benches. So it's just kind of a, an area that's just flat surface. So, and it's just kind of the highest highest point right around Fairfield as you come out of Fairfield we're on that on the east side as well too so they just call it the Fairfield bench and so I just assume that's why and where it's from so sweet so yeah. you do live in a home that's awesome so yeah so I do <laughs> verified <laughs> 10 questions 10 questions 10, Ten questions. questions I haven't got it memorized yet let me just try this one we gotta uh, we gotta switch it over here was the purple one no no oh, oh you you had it oh. formally here we go this is gonna be it this is going to be blow everyone's minds. You're going to get it right. W- within reason. Ooh, welcome to the thing, formerly known as the speed round. No longer the speed round. We're just going to ask 10 fun questions. You take all the time you need to answer them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then, and then on, on episode 13, we didn't do the background music. Which was beautiful, I thought. It was so relaxing. <laughs> but it comes in, and I'll turn it down to background music. Background music to, to just offer some ease. Yeah. Did you just turn into NPR? Yeah. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to NPR, the Welcome. 9 o'clock news. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right, question one. Question one. Question if, one. If, so you're inside, but you have to now go outside. Uh, you know, you're picking up your garbage, you're grabbing the mail, maybe a cat ran out the door or something, right? You're, are you going to go out barefoot? Are you going to put on some slip on shoes, flip flops? Uh, you know, the, oh, there's, there's the, the ones that go between your toe. Then there's the, the oh, other the ones. Flip flops. Oh, yeah. And kind of the sandal. Type yeah. Sandal flip flop. Yeah. Or are you the squish down the back of your shoe heel guy? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm a little bit of both, it seems like. So lately I've been running out barefoot, um, but I also have some slip-on shoes that I put on. So kind of depends how much time I'm going to spend out there. We we live on a gravel road and obviously a gravel road up to our house as well, too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes gravel gets on the driveway and I'm always kicking it off or brushing it off. But So sometimes going out without shoes is not the wisest thing to do. So, But I have some, uh, oh, Merrill mocks that I slip on and run on out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you if you hit one of those gravels in bare feet and <laughs> you didn't know it was there, oh, oh that's man. that's the Lego, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that <laughs> answer. Lego though. block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of people. So you learn you learn people's work ethic based on what if they're if they're unlazy, you know, uh, enough to grab shoes or not, or or how tough they are by going barefoot. You know, you learn a little bit there. Yeah. All right, Joe. Question two. Question two. There's a private jet waiting outside for you. It is ready to fly you to any location in the world to have a dinner of your choice. Where is that and what is the dinner? Huh. You know, that's a great question. I love seafood. My wife doesn't. Obviously, I'd take my wife. I mean, if you got a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. trip on a private plane. <clears throat> grab the wife. Um, honestly, she loves Mexican food. So hey, that's yeah. where we would go. Want to take care of my wife and take mm-hmm. care of her. So we'd mm-hmm. head down to Me- Mexico somewhere and we'd have a nice... Mexican dinner. So, um, never been there, so I wouldn't even know exactly where to go. So, okay, but, uh, I'm going to make a suggestion. Cabo San Lucas. I'm going to make a suggestion right okay. now. Rocky Point. Rocky Point is in the Sea of Cortez, so I'm holding up my, my thumb and finger here, and like this would be Mexico, and then like the bottom part of California here, and that makes the Sea of Cortez. Uh-huh. Rocky Point's like up here where your thumb, you know, the webbing, it's right there. Okay. I did a mission trip there, but they catch fresh seafood every day but you don't just have to have seafood right so you are a seafood guy but yeah. she likes mexican and you could mix those together and that we I, I think i hit every taco stand in that <laughs> town oh man and they, oh my goodness they were amazing shrimp tacos when the oh. shrimp are like wiggling five minutes before <laughs> it, it is amazing so that would be my suggestion rocky point in um Oh, what is it? Uh, Sonora, Sonora, Mexico. Okay, Sonora, Mexico. Nice. you know that's interesting because our uh, my wife's sister and her husband just surprised us this weekend. They flew in Friday night and so spent oh, the wow. weekend with us. And uh, they had just gone to Rocky Point, and so they were Whoa. telling us about it. So I know it's just kind of like, wow, that's just when as soon as you said that, I'm like, that must be a great place to go. So they just spent a week there uh, about a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, yeah, and I I spent uh, a week there in like preparation for the mission trip as a, a youth pastor getting ready to bring down a bunch of high schoolers came back for a week and then brought everybody back down for another week and we stayed there was a, a couple from our church that had you know retired down there uh, to do mission work and whatever and they had a uh, two condos on the beach so one of them was just empty for the purpose of bringing down groups oh, wow. and we stayed with them and um, you know the girls were in the empty one the guys were in the full one and and we we stayed on there and there is definitely some poverty uh, when you when you're in Mexico also you're dealing with uh, cartel. And so there's some there's a level of danger, you know, when you go down there. But uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And I think if you went there for a vacation, uh, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of like just awesome stuff right along the seafront. It's not going to be too expensive either. That'd, that'd be a good place. And what a coincidence! Yeah, that, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So. All right, uh, question three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know that we don't know why, but you now are forced to watch an animated something on show, tv show movie yeah yeah something it doesn't matter it could be a show it could be a movie 
are you going to go with anime, uh, Disney-esque? So it could be Pixar or Disney or, you know, like a children's uh, animated or like an adult swim like uh, Archer, Simpsons, Family Guy, something like that. Ox yeah. Burgers. You know, I'll probably go with that. Uh Disney Pixar type movie. I mean, I just mentioned Ratatouille. Yep. I mean, Minions are just hilarious. I mean, that just cracks me up. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. and yes. So you know, growing up with with three girls, and uh, we had an opportunity one time to buy movie packs. You know, and this was uh-huh. oh man, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I can't remember. So mm-hmm. again, it was after the financial crash, and so we like, oh, we need a little levity in our lives. So we just mm-hmm. went to a lot of movies that year. So mm-hmm. it was just a great time and great fun. Good Disney memories. and Pixar. They make a good... I, don't, I think every single person has chose that one. The Disney... Has, have we had anyone choose anything else? But, oh, well, yeah. Maybe Tianta. Yeah, Tianta chose uh, Bob's Burgers. Okay. Yeah. That was the one. But yeah. everybody else has been like Disney, Disney, Disney. And I think... Man, I like... There's there's certain adult cartoons I do like, but I think I would go Disney too. If I really had to, it would probably be Disney. I just... I, I like them all. I don't just watch them. I'm a big, I'm a big kid. I just like watching big cartoons, yeah. anime, Adult Swim, Disney. I, just, I, I really just haven't watch watched much anime because of the, the facade or whatever that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a certain type of person that watches anime, so I've never felt I was that type of person. So oh, I just didn't really okay. watch. Um, That's kind of why I like watching them. I don't know. I like, I like um, surprising people. You know, right, I, I look right. a certain way. I am a certain way, but I watch a ton of kids' stuff. So yeah, 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 <laughs> and that's surprising. I'm just, hey, what the heck, man? And I don't know if Dragon Ball Z counts as anime. It does. That's oh, like, okay. Like, so I, I I used to watch a, a lot of that. And I would call uh, that vintage beginnings of like anime and how it okay. started to become popular in okay. America. So yeah, that that I have watched. And the one thing I didn't like about that, and probably why you stopped watching, was every episode was someone about to fight. For mm-hmm. the whole episode, and then he never got to the fight. I'm like, see you next week. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I just sat through 22 minutes plus commercials and not even a fight. Like, yeah, so fight. I had to take a break for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there for the fighting. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question four, Joe. Question four. Okay, favorite. Yes, we're gonna take care of the licensing for you. We're gonna talk to the city. And we're going to make it, and we're going to train this thing for you too. So it's going to be no problems. It's just what it is and you like it. What pet, what exotic pet would you like to have? Exotic pet. Mm-hmm. Like an elephant or would you be a falconer? or a, No, yeah. I, I, I like monkeys. I mean, okay. I just think monkeys Ooh. are just fun, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just a riot. I remember back in the early 70s coming downtown Jack's pet center and uh-huh. watching yep. the monkeys in the window yeah and just i mean you do things and they'd be like watching each other the next thing you know they're over at their buddy and they're picking the little bugs out of them and then they're swinging from the vine and i mean i just i just think they're just hilarious to watch so yeah i'd be a exotic monkey pet store that's uh, cool uh, i like yeah. that like on yeah, friends like that. remember that no uh, i don't remember so friends there was oh, Marcel. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, I, it took me a second, but it came to me. Yep. It was very short-lived, and if uh, you watched the reunion, they didn't like that monkey on the show. Like, that monkey <laughs> was a big problem because yeah. you you can't actually say action to a monkey. They just, you know, so yeah. <laughs> there's like a long days with this monkey and trying to get things to be funny. And, and apparently it wasn't it wasn't all that nice. It was 
So, so that's the problem with monkeys. And so the, the key to this whole question we is that we would have trained yeah. it and it wouldn't have the typical monkey problems. because they or maybe they, called a magic monkey because I'm not sure if you can train them like that. <laughs> no, but we can. In this question, <laughs> we right. can. Yeah, so we can. Because you could people. even like, you could yeah. have a hyena if you wanted. If, you know. Oh, maybe like, I do It want didn't matter. It didn't matter. Hyena. Like we could be anything. Yeah. And so. We have them fight each other. So this monkey would be like perfectly trained and would be. Yeah, it okay, wouldn't yeah. throw feces. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying we should have animals fighting. I was just thinking of the Lion King movie with hyenas oh. and the monkey, and they're yeah. kind mm. of on different sides. Yeah, yeah. Monkey, I yeah. really wanted the monkey. Up. Yes, <laughs> I wanted the monkey to use his staff to like really go kung fu on some. People. But yeah, he did smack a few people with it. If you remember the movie. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Uh, question five. Uh, this one's an easy question. Do you? Uh, well, it can be unless you don't want to share. But do you have any phobias? that you are willing to share. Yeah, you know, I think um, not uh, scared of uh, spiders, but I don't like them. I mean, I wouldn't want a tarantula mm -hmm. crawling on me. Mm -hmm. um, and snakes. Snakes just, I, mm. nope, not at all. I yeah. don't like snakes, any kind of snake. Fair yes. enough. Yeah. And, and no those way. are healthy fears, Yeah, I yeah. really feel. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they'd say us, you know, there's three men in this room, fathers. Yeah. You get the spiders. But there is a yeah. level of fear in me every time. doesn't matter the size of spider. Oh, for it's sure. It's like, oh, you gross little yeah. thing. Yeah. And then in, in Iraq with the camel spiders, did you ever deal with any oh. of those over there? Yes, they're nightmarish. Oh. And to watch one run at faster than you can run and yeah. then not stop it, then be going up the wall. Yep. Realizing oh, that man. if it wanted you, it would catch you. Yeah. <laughs> and go, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> they're huge. Huge little Holy terriers God. or whatever. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. And they say they say that uh, you know you have like a two or three year old that, that envisions monsters under the bed or an enemy in the closet or whatever. They say mm -hmm. that comes from like our primal brain mm -hmm. of surviving and and having a, a healthy fear of of predators and you know a spider mm -hmm. or snakes or cats or whatever. Those are healthy healthy fears that we have. Um, because they don't normally, you know, they don't say, oh, there's a guy in my, it's always a monster of some sort, you know? And so now the healthy fear would be for like a robber or something like that. But like that. it all has come yeah. from this like primal instinct. I mean, I had a roommate in the Marines. Uh, we were in an apartment together and he had a love of snakes, love them. Mm. And so he's, nope. you know, one of these guys. Nope. And he also had tarantulas now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and he was like, don't worry, very safe, you know, because he had like, I remember one or two of one of those big constrictors, the boas, you know, oh. he'd bring them out, he'd have to take it out and feed rats to it or whatever. And I was like, Woof. and so he's like, don't worry. And I kind of got used to him being in the house because it was like the decor, you know, those people, they have snakes, yeah. they yeah. have spiders, yeah. and then swords usually, yep. you know, hanging on the yep. wall. Yep. That's <laughs> I already had the swords yeah. in my exactly. brain. They were you know? already there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Ninja Turtle size. Size sometimes. Yep. Ninja stars, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a oh, Conan the Barbarian. And then yep. maybe a, a Katana, you know, maybe. Yep. There. So anyways. Yep. Um, but then one day, he was like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, one of the snakes got out. So, you know, watch where you step. And I was like, what? Just... So sometimes it's a very real predator in under, <laughs> under your bed. It's yeah. an actual snake. Was yeah. it a note? A yeah. note on the counter. By the way, Joe, good morning. <laughs> the snake and, might be out. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, my God. What? And, and so, those, those snakes, man, like they're going towards heat. Like that's yes. the main thing. They're either going to find food or they're going to stay warm because they're cold blooded, and so it's going to end up in your bed. Yeah, it's the warmest spot at yes. night. Oh, uh, uh, maybe tonight. 
Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not at all, man. I'd be so I used to be scared of heights when I was younger. Oh, I'm but, so scared of heights. And so my dad was a home builder, so we used to be working oh. on the roof, so did a lot mm-hmm. of that and have repelled and do a little bit of rock climbing. So I've Ooh. overcome it somewhat, but uh-huh. still to walk to an edge like some people do. I can walk a little ways, but it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to stay right here. So yeah. if I'm closer, I'm crawling. Oh, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Down. Or, down or like low. sitting down and kind of like yeah, trying to pretend like you're not scared, but you're going to get to the edge, you know? And, a little. Oh, yeah, I scooch. I scooch. And my son, him and I will go scouting for elk, and he'll find a cliff edge, which not a super dangerous one, right? Like, if you took the picture right, it would be this tall, dangerous cliff, but yeah. I could get in front and take a cool picture. Even getting in front of the cliff, watching him on this little five-foot cliff, I'm still scared then, oh, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I just cannot stand heights. Ugh. Man. All right, question question six. Question six. Your house is on fire. All the living people and things are out of that house. So no worries there. Um, what do you go back in? What three items do you, do you run back in for? Yeah. So first off, it'd be my Bible. So okay. I guess that's just part of part of me, my personality, my faith as mm-hmm. well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be a Bible. Uh, my wife was a huge and is a huge scrapbooker. Uh-huh. So obviously I'd want to take out as many books as I could. So she's actually got for our girls volumes. Oh. <laughs> our girls, I mean, right. she's got a right. lot. Uh, we took a trip to China once and so grabbed some of those. So mm-hmm. the scrapbooking books, uh, my Bible, and then my dad had made for me a, a custom rifle. And so uh-huh. I would probably grab that as well too. So What caliber? So it's the two twenty two. And mm-hmm. so it's, uh, yep, but just a beautiful. So my dad has uh, always been into gunsmithing. So he'll take an action, he'll work it down, he'll have it barreled, and then he'll actually buy a stock blank. And then he'll take that stock blank completely down to the rifle, and then he'll uh, inlet it, and then he'll seat it, and he'll bed it, and do all of that, and then he'll checker it, and he'll put an ebony tip on it and a custom butt plate and all of that. So, yeah, wow. so he made a custom, yeah. 222 uh, Remington rifles. So I, I would grab that. That's just yeah. meant a lot to me. Yeah. So th- it's interesting on this question because you're the first person that's named three. People, some you know, people just stop at like true. one or two. Almost <laughs> so, everybody. I mean, you, you had a form of pictures, but um, scrapbooking is a lost art. Yeah. So I, I love that, that you've added the scrapbooking in. But you had the three very easily. Yeah, and no, they're, they're very they sentimental know. things. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Bible. Um, inner inner strength, the yeah. uh, the rifle memories from dad, and then um, I mean protection. If you I mean if you're running out of a burning house, let's say, at least you got something to feed yourself with, right? And, and, and <laughs> keep away the hyenas, you know, once yeah, exactly. they smell your kill. Right? Yep. No hyenas in the United States. Yeah. So. And then the memories. That's good. Good answer. Yeah, it's yeah. a good Both answer. Things, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, probably the best answer for question six we've had. I yeah. feel. I yeah. feel. Yeah, I think people, um, the people that are saying like, oh, I don't know, I don't need anything. Part of me is like, come on, man. You just, <laughs> you're just saying that to sound really, really cool. Yeah. Really, yeah. I don't know, really altru- is altruistic the right word or, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, and it is hard to think about. I don't know. I'd be put on the spot to think about the three things too. Right. That's why I'm impressed by the answer because it yeah. was, it was just right there. It's hard I to like have it. those things in your mind and then think of it on the spot maybe, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, the first two came quickly, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's like, what else would I would take? And so I just thought, you know, just just that part and piece. So obviously, mm-hmm. I have a, and I probably shouldn't say this, a number of firearms, but they're in a safe, and so. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely grab grab mm-hmm. that as well too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We pull, won't tell anybody. Pull the pull the <laughs> yeah. entire safe out. You, know? yeah, exactly. you, you have a forklift, so you just yeah. grab the whole safe. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. 
Your house is on fire. I, I just need to go grab the fork. Yeah, just hang on a second. Yeah. How much more time do I have? Just <laughs> aim the hoses at me and let me get this done. Well, and then the, the posit, most most of those safes are fireproof anyway. Yeah. So you could actually have picked something else and been like, oh, my guns are safe. I'm going back in for yeah. them once the house is down. I'm grabbing something else. I'm getting a, a watermelon. I'm going to be hungry. Grabbing my toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the only one with fresh breath. <laughs> with my family. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. It's like the best camping trip I've ever been on. <laughs> so fresh and clean. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question seven. Question seven is, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I would uh, listen to certain types of music in the car with my mom. It was country. So we had all of the country stars of Garth Brooks and uh, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Uh, who was that? Oh, Alan, Alan Jackson. Jackson. Alan yep. Jackson, right? Got and it. so we yeah. had all, you know, I have, so I have all of this uh, 90s, late 80s, early 90s country that is just ingrained in my head. But then with my grandpa, it was oldies rock. What we would, well, and I don't even know if it's still called oldies rock. In the nineties, it was called oldies rock. Ah. This might be oldie oldies now. You know, the forties and fifties. Oh. Um, but and and so that then influenced you know my music yeah. choices now. So yes. what were as a as a child driving around in the vehicle? What music do you remember, and how did that influence your music choice now? You know, it's kind of funny because my my folks I remember growing up and being really young. They used to go out square dancing, so mm. obviously country music. You know, yep. in the old square dancing with the yep. collar and everything. But I just remember. Listening listening to a lot of country music and, and back then it was you know johnny cash and mm-hmm. waylon jennings and some of the older country guys okay. uh, singing on the radio so a boy named sue mm. um and then uh what's the other one uh this is probably more of a rock song uh, get on the bus gus um, get on the bus gus yeah. okay exactly so remember my dad singing those so country music but when i got into my middle school and in high school years, it turned to rock. So mm-hmm. you used to listen to rock and roll back then. So that was back in the late 70s and early 80s. So And yeah. and, and so what are you listening to now? So really right now, when I drive in in, in the morning, I listen to American Family Radio. Uh, there's a great uh, um, um, speaker on there, Sandy Rios in the morning. She comes on at 6, and then another guy comes on at 7. So, But if I'm going to listen to music, I listen to Christian music. So I listen to K-Love. Uh, K-Love. Uh, yeah, yep. so I'll flip to that. Yeah. Not Air One. You're a K Love guy. K Love, yeah. And yeah. so then at times I'll flip to uh, uh, Cool ninety two. So I'll listen to that as well too. So I I like a variety of music. And my wife still is a huge. My wife's a huge country music fan. So typically mm. if you go to a concert, we we'll go to a country co- concert. Uh, she loves George Strait, Reba McIntyre. So we've gone yeah. to a number of those. So when the fair was in town, we went to Big and Rich, and okay. then we went to For King and Country. So those were the two concerts we went to. Yep. So, and I, I, I heard yeah. both of those were good. I didn't make it to either one, but I heard both of those were good. Yeah, yeah. And as we look back at it now, it's like, oh, maybe we should have went to Travis Tritt. But I think, you know, they just had a good lineup this year. And so just a lot of great mm-hmm. choices. So, so really I like good. a mix. I mean, I really do. And that's just probably my life anyway. I just like to do a bunch of different things, like to adventure, try new things out. And so, yeah, excellent a, a balance. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Question, question eight. We're moving right along. Yeah, we are. Um, okay. So what type of things or what type of, let's see, how did you eat growing up? You know, what what types of foods in general were you exposed to? And then did you kind of carry that on into your adulthood or are you kind of a different sort of eater now? 
Yeah, you know, my mom was a great cook. She really was. We were very fortunate. She stayed at home. And again, I think growing up, so I was born in the mid-60s and growing up mm -hmm. in the 70s, I mean, I think there was just a lot of transformation our country was going through, but mom mm -hmm. felt it was important that she stays home and raise my brother and I. My brother is a year and a half younger than, than I am. So, um, But we were always trying different foods. So whether it was meatloaf uh -huh. or hamburgers, you know, and obviously as kids, hot dogs, but steaks on occasion. And so, um, and she was always just, you know, trying different new recipes so right um so and i'm the same way when when uh -huh. now so i i love to cook and uh, my wife will bake but i love to cook so i'm always like oh that looks like a great recipe and i'll go buy this stuff and i'll mm -hmm. put it all together and, and say well maybe it needs a little bit of this or that uh -huh. so i'm willing to even just add more things that i think will make it better so um i love to watch chopped because I find that oh, yeah. very interesting, the competition and, you know, these weird ingredients and how do they make a, an yeah. entree and an a appetizer and a, finally a dessert. And so uh -huh. then I also like watching a guy on dinners, drive-ins and, and dives, the Triple yep. D show. Yep. So just just always impressed and watching uh, those types of shows and something. Oh, that might be a great idea. So, yeah. So actually this weekend when we had our family in town that I mentioned earlier, I made these uh garlic uh, ginger garlic burgers and so they recommend just onions in them but i add uh, green peppers and i dice them up really fine and i'll add in mushrooms and then you mix it in the hamburger and with the garlic with sriracha sauce with soy sauce and then you just make them the patties grill them and then i take a bun and i put mayonnaise on both sides and i put like a stir fry on top and oh man i'm telling you it is an awesome burger so stir fry on top of the burger yeah like my vegetables sauteed into to brown milliard perfection awesome yeah i'm, that, liking, I'm liking this burger the sriracha yeah. and the soy sauce that went in there too man i did not i, I gotta take a drink right now <laughs> yeah. i got, you just like, got through working yeah, out so I'm, you're hungry i'm like <laughs> salivating all i've had is like a little protein shake this morning i'm like man i'm gonna go home and make a burger yes oh i had a burger yesterday where was it just on that note oh my gosh i had this burger called the elvis at the 909 cafe uh that's located within the black eagle country club it was amazing it oh, was man. like uh so it was like your basic uh, bacon cheddar sort of burger but they hand make this um habanero raspberry jam on oh. top that goes with mm. it and because it's an elvis they put a little peanut butter so a little peanut butter and jelly oh. with that spiciness oh yeah I must have ate it three times because I, I ate it, you know, and I was just like, oh, I, I just don't have, you know, I was so busy. I, I was on, I, was, I had to go to the next thing. So I ate half the burger. I put it away. I got it out of the refrigerator and without even heating it up, I ate it oh, wow. twice yeah. more because I put it back. I was like, it's just so good. I have to save even that little part. Yeah. Good, good job, 909 Cafe. Sorry, we're talking burgers all of a sudden. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Burgers, that's one of my favorite trigger. foods. Joe's yeah. up at 11 o'clock at night getting ready to text you, and he's like finishing off his burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From earlier yeah. that day. Even the cold fries. I was like, you know what? That's uh, that's good, too. I didn't heat them. It was weird. I usually heat. I love heating things up. It's like an art to heat a pizza for me. You know, sometimes I'll put it in the, I'll saute it with some butter, a little piece of cold pizza. Sometimes you put it in the oven, let it heat up real slow. It gets mm -hmm. crispier than it was the day before. Oh, right. Yeah. This burger. Burger, you don't need none of that. Oh, man. Just, wow. just, just cold it out cold. Just put it in your, and the bacon yeah. still was good. How is that even possible? Cold oh, bacon. Yeah, you I know. don't know. And there was something crispy in there. I should have asked him, like, what is this crunchiness that I'm it might have been some sort of <laughs> onion ring situation in there. And I yeah. was just like, yeah. it's anyways. Nine okay. cafe, everybody. That's awesome. All right. Uh, speaking of nine, we're on question nine. Question number nine. Everybody. What did you want to be when you grew up? So this is kind of a joke in our, our family. So when I was really little, I wanted to be a fire truck. 
<laughs> so I had a red fire truck, and obviously fire trucks are cool. Yeah. So when I grow up, I want to be a fire truck. Right. Um, <laughs> when I got a little bit older, I got into baseball, so I'd always like throw the r- little rubber baseball against the house and catch it. And I always thought, man, what if a baseball scout sees me catching and you know yeah. grounders and high balls and you know things like that? So, mm-hmm. um, so that that was kind of my early on my two two memories that I wanted to be. So and quickly realizing you can't be a truck yeah. when you grow up. Yeah, yeah, at some point you kind of say, "Hey, wait a minute here." My <laughs> friends want to be firemen, but yeah. I want to be the truck. Uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, can still be a team, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which fire trucks are even now? Even now, at, at forty years old, like fire trucks are cool. They're cool. so cool. They, are, they cool. are cool. Yeah, even when they're in the shop and you see the guys walking around with buffing them, or they're out and they've just finished washing them off, and I mean, yeah. They're always shiny. They're always bright, and yeah. uh, they're just really cool. So yeah, there's a sense of there's a sense of just watching a fire truck, which in itself, even if it wasn't clean, like is a cool thing. Just a big but, old awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. But then the pride they put into making something that is just it's around disaster all the time. Mm-hmm. It should be a mess. Making it shiny and bright. Yeah. There's just something about like hard work, being proud of what you do. Like just there's there's so much into that. And so I can imagine wanting to be a I, I didn't want to be a fire truck, but I can imagine wanting to be one because of yeah. the mm-hmm. all of that that goes into it. Yeah. And then like just essentially then just a baseball player as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Exactly. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, I bet you work with uh, the local baseball team, don't you? Are they a part of the? Yeah, yep. See? The Voyager, Scott Reisner, yep. Good, uh, good chamber supporter. And so, actually, I talked to him about some ideas on what we can possibly do with uh, uh, the Voyagers and the chamber and, uh-huh. and some marketing ideas that we could do with him. So yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He's cool to work with, and he's like he's one of those guys like uh, Mister Farron, who's in. He seems to be like they're in every single networking group. You know, one of these room. I call movers and shakers in Great Falls. You know, exactly. Getting mm-hmm. after it. Getting after. <laughs> Getting. After yeah, it. I get a couple of those. It, so. Scott would yeah. be a good guy to have yeah. on the podcast because yeah. he's from out of state. But I mean, he's just like yeah. a duck in water here. You'd never realize that he wasn't just like bleeding Great Falls dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. from Minnesota or Wisconsin or something like that. So cool. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to. Ohio. Reach out. Okay. I think he's from Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Okay. yeah, back back a little bit further east. So, and he's the chair of our board right now. This year, he's mm-hmm. actually his second year uh, in the term, just because of COVID and our bylaws allowed for our officers to continue a second year if that allowed. So we oh, were gotcha. able to do that this past year. So, so yeah, yeah, great ideas, just lots of energy and fun to work with. So, so you're saying someone should run against him this year? Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're going down, my friend. <laughs> I don't want, oh, I really want to dive into the chamber. We got one more question. Let's do the one more question and then we're going to get into the chamber. What, oh yeah, this will be a good one. What is your, after a hard week, you know, of, of just kicking butt at work, you've done good and you've, you've given more than you had to give, you know, you sit down, you finally get that time of respite and you say to yourself, you know what? I earned this. Well, what is that thing that you've earned? What is your guilty pleasure? Yeah. You know, I, I love to take care of the yard. So I love landscaping. I love jumping on the mower. I like riding around and just kind of trimming up the bushes, the trees. Um, when we lived in Colorado, we actually had bought our first home together. And uh, in the front corner, it was kind of a corner uh, home. And there was a dead end, just one house and a dead end. And the other one going the other way was a cul-de-sac. Well, in the front corner was a great big white pipe just sticking out of the ground so i ended up building a 
10 by 10 pond and landscaping it, building all of that. And so to hide the white pipe, I actually brought in a bunch of big red rocks in Colorado. And so I just went out and I'd go driving out in the, the high desert and pick out these red rocks. And so I made this waterfall. So I built my own little uh, collection tank with a filter at the end with a pump. And then I piped it all up to the end. And so ran it down off the waterfall. And so one of the neighbors actually said, hey, we got some goldfish. Do you want them? And we're like, yeah, dump them in the pond. And so bought some lily pad and stuff. But it was kind of a big kidney-shaped uh, pond that I uh-huh. built. And then I had like a uh, bonsai-type tree on the back, and then I had a little fescue grass in the front and had pink rock around Ooh. it to go with the red rocks. So was, that, was that fine fescue or long fescue? It was short fescue. Oh, yeah. Right. Kind of the blue, I don't even know, blue fescue, short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fire, but in the back, I yeah. had some of the tall ones. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, to yeah. kind of give it that elevation-type look. Oh, so, so I love yard work, um, but I've also gotten into kayaking. So mm. love to kayak, love to hunt, fish. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, so I just love the outdoors and, and whatnot. So My mind is blown. Yeah. I, I was not expecting um, <laughs> this one. I've given myself a hard week. I love to landscape. Yeah, Let's go I was, work some more. I was just thinking, how can I... How can I develop that personality trait? You know, because if I came home after a long week or whatever, and instead of just plopping my lazy butt down on the couch and looking at the Google News app, you know, like I'm guilty of doing, um, if I just instead of that got out the lawnmower and started doing <laughs> housework, I don't know. I think my life would be the ha- my wife would be so impressed with me. Right. I just right. think I just think like I would have the happiest home life ever you know i would just get i think she would make me cupcakes just out of the blue one of those things like she'd be so amazed yeah that that is happening because then her guilty pleasure would turn into baking you awesome goods i mean i would hope i would encourage that i would i would get a t-shirt that says that while i was doing the because i'm not one of those guys that just does housework without like requiring praise i'm like look at the thing i did can you say good job she's like after the 25th thing she's done that day yeah yeah (laughs) like oh you did a thing great i put my milk glass in the dishwasher (laughs) just like you said (laughs) i I put my towel away (laughs) yep i deserve praise now Where is it? Because if I don't get it, I'm not doing it next time. <laughs> Worthless. And she's like, okay, well, currently I'm cleaning the toilet, but I will give you praise in a minute. Yeah, again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, That's yes. Awesome. So that is a great answer, Mike. I am thinking about that now. Like, if I could just try it. What, what if I yeah. just tried it and I ended up liking it, you know? And I'm just like, I want to get what back out there and get, yeah. get that lawnmower rip-roaring again and getting things all touched up and looking nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm so really I, so I even yeah. go to where I, uh, I'll power rake in the spring, and then I fertilize at the right times. Uh-huh. Then, You're on the schedule. Then uh, aerate in the fall. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all about lawn maintenance. Yeah. I only know yeah. of which you speak because I took the class, and I did, I did the, uh, so locally the Master Gardener's course that they offer for not a lot of money, like $125, I think. Mm-hmm. Six weeks of... I believe Saturday mornings and you just learn all about the local, how to grow things locally. And they do cover lawns. That's how I knew the fescue thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I know all about it, which is all the more reason why I feel guilty that, you know, my lawn isn't looking nice. I mean, it looks okay. Listen, Joe, you got to get after it. That's right. I have not been getting after it when it yeah. comes to the lawn. Yeah, I've, exactly. It's, so when you mow, you can't mow in circles. I mean, you just can't. You've got to do a different pattern. You got to do a different time. pattern every time. Every time. 
I've never, I've never done that, but my son, actually, um, Ryan went out there, and he was doing it in a circle, because he was just like, oh, well, you know, I'll try it like this, and we are like, the kid's doing something, let's let him do hey, the thing. let him go. And, and when, he, when he was done, I was like, oh, that does look weird. <laughs> Made it look like a carpet, you know, like a weird oh, carpet yeah. that just kind like of... Those, yeah. those old braided ones. Yeah, like a braided yeah. carpet, and I was like, yeah. oh, well, I don't know, at least it's the backyard, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the city commissioners uh, lives back there, so like he can enjoy it, whatever, or former city commissioner, whatever. Okay, so now we're going to get into the chamber. Oh, yeah, let's do chamber. it. Chamber, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. But we've got to start from a, a very basic form of, like, what is the chamber? Yeah, yeah give us like, the elevator and, and, speech on what, you and, know. And why. Yeah. What and why are, like, the big things is is Great Falls. And, and I would say all cities have a chamber of commerce. Uh, yeah. But but. What is it, and and why is it something that, that a city needs? Yeah. You know, the chamber is really the champion of business. And so we like to represent, we're a business membership, so businesses join the chamber. They pay an annual fee every year. And then our role is to really uh, support our business community, whatever way that looks like. How do we give smaller businesses those networking opportunities, those advertising opportunities? How can we support them? How do we advocate for them? So whether there's an issue uh, pertaining to business at the city level, the county level, the state level, uh, we're at the forefront of many of those issues talking about is this good for business or not for business? And so we'll either ask the city to support it or we'll say, you know, we'd like you to oppose this issue, whatever it might be. Testified a lot at this last state legislative session. There's a number of bills that were good for workforce. And obviously, we're uh, businesses are hurting for workforce, and they have been yeah. even before COVID. And so there's a number of bills that came forward that Fred Anderson, our local representative, put forward. And so we strongly advocated for them for uh, how to re relax some of the, uh, and I hate to say safety rules, but, and I'll give you one example. This is a great example. So obviously we don't want uh, young high schoolers around dangerous equipment. But if they have proper training, again, my dad was a home builder. I've got all my fingers, okay? So right. you show someone how to do it, and then you watch them, and you let them do it, and you coach them, and you correct, and you praise. So pretty simple process. But um, one example, when I was with uh, been in retail for years, and so we always had those cardboard compactors, those great big, and they'd have those great big bills that they would make. Mm-hmm. Well, they would allow the kids under 18 to load the compactor so they could put the cardboard in there and do all of that and they could lower the gate but they weren't allowed to push push the button the button Uh so i had this one kid when i was running a hobby lobby in denver and um we always joked you know hey you can't touch that you know you can load it you can do all that but you can't touch the button it was probably (laughs) the most satisfying thing of a cardboard compactor Ah, it's a button yeah Yeah. you know it goes back up and um so when he turned 18 we we had a party because it was actually the day that it was our freight day so we got all this cardboard we're like come on in here come on in you know we had a cake and stuff and say all right now you can push the button (laughs) you earned this (laughs) everyone's cheering in the background we were taking pictures and everything but it's one of those things where it's it's and i understand we want to keep our kids safe we want them to you know graduate and, and live life with all their fingers and appendages but sometimes uh we, we limit. And so there's a bill to say, let's just relax some of these rules so we can get more kids into the trades. You know, they want to go into building homes. They want to go into construction. Well, what can they do? Well, go push that broom. You know, well, let's get them swinging hammers and running skill saws and things like that. So, yeah. so testified in favor of that bill. There's also some bills for workers' comp 
with with high schoolers or interns and so uh there was not in the past who pays for that is it the school is it the business and so there was a bill that was proposed that that has to be determined before the person starts and so again protecting our our future workforce so so really we strongly advocate for business on a number of issues and so we're we're continuing to grow and so we just hired a workforce development person and working with the high schools the department of labor and industry we're working with uh pre-release we're working with all these entities that have workforce uh, that we can help start building these pipelines. And so whatever it is, let's start getting them back into business to helping our businesses out to, to further and, and accelerate our recovery. Yeah. Awesome. That's kind huge. A little bit of a long answer. I mean, we do a lot of things. We have business networking groups where businesses can join the chamber and then for just a fee of $50, a dollar a week, they mm-hmm. can join a business networking group mm-hmm. and they give leads, they give referrals, they get referrals, they talk about their business, what are their challenges, what are their opportunities, hey, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of a great collaboration that we have. So we have five of those business networking groups. So they all meet one day a week or one day every other week. And, uh, you know, you get one lead or one referral. Well, that not only pays for your $50, it'll pay for your chamber membership typically. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's um, you, you get an advocate, you know, on a, on a state level when most business owners aren't going to have an opportunity to go testify, you know, and, and, you know, any of those things and advocate for themselves that you get an advocate, but then you also get, uh, uh, a community of businesses supporting each other because, you know, you may run a restaurant, but some of your employees may need a rental or, uh, you know, a house. And so they need a realtor or, mm-hmm. you know, they need to, um, purchase clothes or, you know, whatever it is. So, that, you know, everybody needs each other's businesses. And, and so you get all of these referrals together and as businesses supporting businesses <coughs> that, yeah, really want to help support the community. So I, I really like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and the networking things are, the networking um, meetings are really fun. Um, and even though they're kind of set up by the chamber, they f- it feels like you're creating an environment where businesses can get to know one another as uh, people would, building organic relationships instead of just like, here's the Rolodex, call that guy, get the thing over here. You can build it like, hey, this is Fred. Fred does drywall. You need a drywall guy. Fred might be, and Fred also likes football, and you're a football guy. So you might get those really cool relationships and form those um, those tighter bonds um, just by making a friend, going to a little party, having some food. Um, we recently did one. I, I played one for Melissa. Yeah. Desculius and her realty um, and brand new beautiful building and met a lot of cool people and saw some old friends and um, I really highly recommend those networking groups to anyone getting into business moving to town I'm, or even just wanting to know the goings on in town just seeing hey wh- wh- what's it what's happening wh- where's all the information who do I who do I go to to get that information yeah mm-hmm. you know we also have just aside from the business networking groups we have our um, about 10 committees so one of them is our ag agriculture culture committee mm-hmm. and so their purpose is to again how do we uh, educate our community and the importance of agriculture uh, in our market and not only in our market but in the state it's the number one industry uh, mm-hmm. the latest report showed 4.5 billion dollars the number one industry well, and how important that is to great falls so we did a ag appreciation week in march and then we also just did a future of ag tour in july and uh-huh. so we take business people on buses we take them out to the farm look at canola fields barley fields wheat fields talking about hemp and how hemp is a continuing growing industry mm-hmm. uh, we're the number Number one uh, hemp production state in the nation, mm-hmm. and so we grow more acreage of hemp. Again, we're almost number one in wheat, barley, you name it. And um, a kind of an unusual fact that I like to share with people is that we're number two in the nation in honey and bee pollen production. 
Oh wow, I didn't know that. And I've definitely seen a lot of of you know bee. I don't know. Do you call them bee farmers? Bee, bee hives. Yeah, yeah, I yeah guess, bee hives. Yeah. But you see a, a lot of them. It's hard to find someone who yeah. doesn't have a beehive somewhere just making if, their honey. Yeah, if know? they if they own land, it's almost always they have a you know an acre you know set aside that yeah they have hives and usually by the highway i always see them when you're driving yeah like, oh, look, they got yeah. Bees oh, going. and sometimes they're white sometimes they're all different colors mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah yeah the pink exactly. and blue and different ones yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't realize but you can order those in the mail you get a queen and a little, little kit oh in, in the mail. yeah yeah and it's it's yeah it, it's a whole yeah it's a whole industry that's that's really cool and actually at this point in time is is really important because there's been you know disease there mm-hmm. was the african whatever scary bees that came out that, you know, and so there's, there's been a lot that we absolutely need bees. And for Montana to be number two in the nation, that's pretty sweet. We're doing our part, people. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. A little educational section here in the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Well, and and for me, so when you, when you go to buy honey, I was educated by my wife. There's clove honey. Okay. Not good. Oh, you, okay. don't, you don't want that. You don't want the clove honey because okay. that's not actual from bees or anything. Uh, you want you want natural honey, um, and so we we spent a whole period of time where we went to the actual like hive place and and uh-huh. got honey. Whoa! Yeah, I have to rethink my whole life. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and true. so, but but real honey, like you can get it in a bucket, and if it sits long enough, it hardens. But there's no expiration date, and so you <laughs> you have no fear in spending. 40 bucks or whatever on a bucket of honey hard honey when you just pick it out is is great to just eat mm-hmm. and then yeah you just warm it up and it's it's just as good as as the day you got it and yeah. it could be a couple years old and you'd have no idea yeah, uh, yeah. somebody was saying they found honey in like a, a egyptian tomb or whatever yeah and i was it thinking would, it's honey is like perfect to bury your mummies with yeah and and you can you can no that's that's not it that's not it but they found honey and you could still actually eat that honey it hadn't um yeah. grown mold Spoiled or anything like or, that yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like liquid gold we recently went back to uh minnesota so we went to the mall of america and they had a honey store and of course you'll get different uh flavor profiles in honey whether it's the alfalfa or clover and i know you mentioned clover but and then they had different honeys from around the world based on the flowers that you know the bees were pollinating and stuff like that so i mean you could get all these different flavor profiles of this honey i mean it's a huge store you can buy the honeycomb i mean you could get all the different types of okay so i didn't know that was a thing but we just did a a tasting of coffee where you you try to get the different flavor profiles out of the the roast of coffee where Mm. it changes the flavor profiles change based on the type of soil the elevation what farm has you know around it you know whatever and so you can get oranges and chocolate and different things and so i I didn't realize that honey had that whole thing you could probably go to a honey tasting and say you know hey can you can you say can you see that they were on the the huckleberries this year you know or whatever and you could you could taste that in there i didn't know oh that's a whole nother like a honey tasting now But then when you think about it, you're thinking, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, do, it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I had, uh, I lived up in, in Glasgow, Montana for a couple years, uh, a few years back. And one of my best friends owned uh, property uh, on, on the reservation up there that his family had been far, farming for over 100 years, uh, thousands of acres. And he was one of the first in Montana to start canola which canola had been, you know, about a decade ago is when canola really started getting into Montana, the canola oil and, and doing that plant. And then uh, four or five years ago, he took, I think, 10 acres and said, all right, we're going to we're gonna do this test hemp 
section. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a whole joke because, you know, pot plants and marijuana and the whole thing. But the, the, the purpose of hemp, there's so many, you know, medicinal purposes, but then also paper and um, textile, uh, textile, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now it's actually a growing thing. It's a, it's a pretty, big, mm-hmm. pretty big thing to have uh, hemp in Montana as well. And our farmers, man, especially with a drought year like this, oh, yeah. uh, like yeah. the heroes of Montana, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Farmers, ranchers. Well, like you said, canola, and I think our farmers are very innovative, and, and that's what we try to share with the future of ag. So they're rotating their crops. It's just not always a wheat and barley every year. They want to get that nitrogen back in. So mm-hmm. we're number one in the country in pulse crops, which is your chickpea and your lentils and really? dry beans and things like that, mm-hmm. too. So so when they do that, then they'll rotate their crops to get that nitrogen back in. So your, your friend in Glasgow, I mean, really a real innovator back then, several decades ago. But um, when you talk about canola... Uh, we've got Cargill just up on the hill when you head towards Haver. And yep. that's actually a research and development plant to have omega, uh, excuse me, uh, canola with omega-3. So it's a, it's a hybrid. And oh, the reason wow. why they're doing is that is they're doing that to create uh, fish food. So because, again, omega-3... And that's what's fascinating about the future of ag, and it's sometimes what the chamber does to, to again let people know all the all the things that are out there. When I ask you about omega three fish oil, mm-hmm. uh, I think everyone assumes that that occurs naturally in fish. Yeah, it does not. Whoa. And so what it is is the little fish eat the plankton, they eat the algae, they eat all that plant food mm-hmm. that creates the omega-3 oh, and so okay. then your larger fish eat the smaller fish and then your mm-hmm. salmon eat those fish well then so then they have omega-3 in their system but you're you're eating you're consuming your own to get omega-3 in it so uh cargill is uh growing canola with omega-3 in it and then they create actual fish food pellets and then they drop them into the fish farm so again these are wild fish but they're obviously in big cast net areas so they feed them with that so then that puts the omega-3 in the fish so then you can sustain the fish population because as the consumers use fish oil that's going up in the fish population Mm. You know, we want to sustain that. So it's just a phenomenal product and research that they're doing up there. So you'll go to some canola fields out in the country, and it'll be like uh, six feet wide and 20 feet long. And their combines Mm -hmm. are six and a half feet wide. And they'll go and they'll do a plot, and then they will clean it, test it, see what it is, package it. And then they'll clean the combine completely out, and then they'll do the next six by 20 foot section and so that's how they're testing this and so it's very uh clean clean cleanly um when we were doing a tour we could go into some of the canola fields but the ones where they were actually trying to create this hybrid product we would just sit on the bus and that's our test product there so very interesting oh just just keeping it sanitary and and keeping any kind of uh, variable yeah any variables out of there as as much as possible yeah Yeah. that's that's cool i i don't know if you guys saw the Mm. um pile of pills i took you know after the gym i always always take pills but um omega omega three is one of the most important uh fat that you can take in throughout the day and many of us miss it because we don't have as americans we don't have a huge fish diet and fish is where you get a a large portion of those omega-3s and so this is yeah this is right up my alley because lots of people are now realizing this and so the fit the demand for fish oil is coming up and if you're producing fish without omega-3 they're not (laughs) giving you what you need and so yeah that's really cool that's really cool yeah Yeah. thanks um cargill Cargill. Car- Thanks, Cargill, Cargill yeah. for, for doing that work, man. Jeez, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be, I'm going to have them in part to thank for the available, um, the longer, 
the more available sushi in the future, you know, because there's going to be more fish to more fish to have, right? So I'm <laughs> yeah, just I'm making sushi. that connection. So thanks, yeah. Cargill. All right, that's cool. <laughs> and so uh, as far as the Great Falls Chamber goes, how big is your region? Because it's not just the, the city limits of Great Falls, right? Right. So we call ourselves the Great Falls Area Chamber of Commerce. And mm-hmm. so we've got members outside of Great Falls. In fact, we got members all around the state. So just about oh. all of the major towns, we have members as well. We work with them. Sometimes our corporate office is in Billings or Kalispell, but they join our chamber uh, just because they see an opportunity uh, with the area and with the Great Falls market. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Crackland Kamut, so uh, Bob Quinn up there oh, yeah. in Big Sandy. Yep, so, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we've got members all over the area. Okay, yeah, because when, when you're mentioning yeah. farmers, I think of the two main farmers I know is is the the fast family that's out in eastern Montana, and they he actually has a pretty big YouTube channel now, Fast Ag Montana, but he's, he's partnered with the Welker farm that's up in uh, Haver... Uh, yeah, Haver area. I'm just going to say the Haver area. I know that's wrong because I want to say it's Shelby up in there. And that's the Welker farm. And they're one of the largest ag YouTube channels in the world. Well, and so Welker's right here out of Montana. They, their, their videos are getting over a hundred thousand views, you know, per, and so there's now they've, they've been the start of this development of ag niche in YouTube and Tony, over there, the fast ag, they've kind of partnered in with that. And so now there's about seven, eight different farmers around, actually around the world. They, they've met some from like Australia and different things and they get together and they're like innovators inside Montana, innovators in the, the ag community on YouTube, getting the word out about how hard farming is and, you know, the different equipment and different things like that. And so I was wondering if in your range, you know, maybe some of these farmers were, were involved or whatever to try to get the word out, but yeah, it was a whole sidetrack yeah. uh, to, no. to then, you know, try to bring it back in to just say, okay, so Great Falls Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, and if people want more information, I have the website right here, and it's just greatfallschamber.org. And you'll see on the top, there's, uh, you know, mission statement, uh, membership information, and then all the things that we've just talked about with networking committees. And then there's a tab here for events. And so I want to ask a little bit about uh, events. What kind of, uh, so aside from networking and then certain committees that you have, what kind of events does the, the chamber put on? Yeah, so I think some of them are our most popular is what Joe just mentioned. He was playing at uh, Melissa Desculius, Desculius Realty Group. Mm-hmm. And that was a business after hours. And so mm-hmm. we'll do those maybe every three weeks, every two weeks. And so when I first started with the chamber, we were doing about one a month. Well, we might have one at the beginning of May and then one at the end of June. And I said, well, we're getting requests. Why don't we maybe put one in the middle? So mm. I think after my first year, we did like 17 the following year. And so versus just 12. And all of a sudden, it's just taken off. So before COVID, we were being booked clear out into what COVID was 2020. I mean, we already booked into 2021 and starting to look at 2022. Mm. And so now when COVID shut everything down, we're trying to go back and get some of those rescheduled into our schedule. And so uh, fitting those in. So we're doing quite a few. We're doing about two every month. So we'll probably hit about 24 business after hours this year. And, and what is the business after hours besides having Joe and his sultry voice come play? Like exactly. what is the point of that little background background mood music so really it's just a networking event so a business hosts it 
And so they host the event from four to six and they just provide light appetizers and, and beverages. And it's just a time for people to come together and just kind of visit with one another. Like uh, Joe was saying, you can met, network, you meet some new people, uh, you meet some folks that maybe you haven't connected with in a few years. And so it's just a fun, and there is no structure to it. You just come, you just start to talk to people, visit with people. Um, towards the end of it, we do a drawing. So the host typically will draw for prizes. So people drop in their business cards as they come in. We have our chamber table welcoming people there you get a little name tag you slap on mm -hmm. and whatnot and then uh, we just do a drawing and so about oh half an hour 15 minutes before we wrap up before six we do the drawing we draw out the business cards and so it's just a fun fun event it's just a pretty low key again when i started it was from five to seven and so people could leave right after work and it would go till about, you know, seven o'clock at night. And, and one other chamber in Helena said they moved theirs four to six and they saw that they had more people come because who doesn't want to leave work a little bit early? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, mm -hmm. you know, I've got mm -hmm. chamber events, so yeah. I'm going to leave at 4.30. Mm -hmm. So then they come on down to the chamber event and then we're done at six. And so mm -hmm. don't people want to kind of be with their families more? And I think, again, watching trends and demographics, and I think our young professionals today, you know, they grew up with their folks who were, you know, the uh, baby boomers or the ex-gen, which I am. And so, you know, working hard and, and all of that and maybe not much family time. Well, they really want that family time, work-life balance. So Absolutely. if they can get home a little bit earlier, where it's not, you know, 7, 7.30, they're getting home at 6, 6.15, 6.30, still time for dinner and to spend time with the kids. So it's been a good move that we've done that. So so that's one event, the business after hours. We do every month a business for breakfast. And so that starts at 7 a.m. And typically that's the third Tuesday of every month. It used to be the second Tuesday, but that's when we do a lot of our committee meetings. We have about 10 committees. And so those are typically the first and second week of the month. So when we were doing business for breakfast, also that second Tuesday of the month, well, that's an early morning. And then we have two other committee meetings that are in the morning and then if we have a business hours after hours at night then that's a late night so we thought let's just move it to that third week because then i just have my executive committee meets that week and so we shifted it to that for for not just my staff but we were hearing it from from some of our committee people that were meeting that second week and they're like boy it's just it's a long week for us and we said oh long week for us too hey let's switch that you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no yeah. wonder we got these bags underneath our eyes so um so yeah so we just do that we just have a host site and it can be anything it doesn't have to be a restaurant uh in fact, it can be any location. And if you, um, we did one at, uh, I'm just trying to think here recently of a recent one. Well, let's just say if we did it at Melissa Desculias, we would then cater it in. So typically it's breakfast burritos or whatever. We'll have Double Barrel bring it in or Donnie down at Sip and Dip, uh, Clark and Louise, they'll bring it in. And in other places as well, too, that we have cater it. So, and, uh, so what we do is we just same thing, just kind of network, sit around, talk, visit. And then we have one of the local radio stations here, Tim Lee on Star Radio. He comes on in. Each person that attends gets a 30-second live commercial. Oh, so gotcha. then they can yeah. go on the radio and, and uh, just talk about their business. And we make it fun. So we, we have a 30-second timer. So one of our staff people is watching the timer, 30 seconds. We have a little horn, like a bicycle horn, honk, that honks. <laughs> and so that way they know their time's up. But they continue talking, finishing up what they say. But then at the end, we pick the best presentation, commercial, if you would, and uh, we give them a voucher for the next one. So they get a free business for breakfast. So we just oh, do a free yeah. voucher for that. So otherwise it's just $12. I mean, really you get a breakfast, you get a 30 second live spot on the radio from seven to eight. And so it's just a fun, fun time. So we have 20 plus people, close to 30 people show up for that. Mm -hmm. um, I think so I've been to one of those. Those are fun. Those are fun, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Yep, they're the a food's time. good. The people are, you know, because they're right in the morning, everyone's having their coffee just that's before work, you know, and yeah, it's always, it's always a good time. 
Yeah, yeah, always fun, you know. And so we had um, like the most recent county commissioner, Don Ryan. He came when he first was appointed, so mm-hmm. he came and joined us. And again, at the business after hours, we had Commissioner Joe Briggs. We had uh, the new judge, uh, oh, Judge yeah. David uh, Gorich, mm-hmm. and so he joined us as well too. And a lot of times the mayor will show up; he'll pop in, and so yep. it's just a a great time. We'll have the college president uh, show up as well too. So yeah, it's really cool to be able to just you know show up to one of these old networking events. But then here's some of the other movers and shakers and elected officials, you know, that are just kind of hobnobbing if you want to say hi to them and tell them that you voted for them and that they smell terrific you know you can (laughs) it's just really cool you know just can make that relationship exactly i like to talk about the way people smell (laughs) smell terrific and so i'm I'm looking through i know we we breeze through the committees real quick and so i'm just going to real quick there's ambassador committee agriculture committee is the one we talked about military affairs committee business advocacy advocacy committee business networking groups athena uh, committee named after a Greek goddess, uh, leadership steering committee, Montana Defense Alliance, nonprofit alliance, and these are all things that if you become a member of the chamber, you can then be part of these committees as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the majority of our committees are free. Uh, the Military Affairs Committee, we call it the MAC Committee. It's been around for years, and just for sixty-five dollars, you can join that. And really, that's a committee to help support our military. Mm-hmm. So we have some picnics that are coming up. One at the uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base, and then one at the Montana Air National Guard. And we just want to, again, show them our support for our community. And and so we do these picnics for their entire family. And so that's just been an annual tradition. The Military Affairs Committee also does what we call the MAC Ball. And so that's typically in January, February. I think this last year we had it in April, if I remember right. Um, and then we do a golf and that's coming up in September. And right now it's booked. I mean, we have all the team team slots filled. And that's where two civilians are paired with two military. And so oh, that's it's, just cool. a, it's, it's just a challenge. Yeah, and it's just a fun event. So they just do a lot to build relationships with our uh, military and their families and show our support for them. The Montana Defense Alliance, there's a fee for that too, and it's a membership based as well. And so that's really the arm that advocates strongly for our military. What missions do we need? What missions will be good here in Great Falls? Um, we So we work with our uh, local commanders, so Trace Thomas on uh the Montana Air National Guard, and then Colonel uh, Anita Fugate Opperman at Malmstrom Air Force Base. And what we do is we just visit with them. What are your needs? Because it's difficult in the military structure. And, I ha- and I'm not military, and you guys are. So, again, thank you for your service. But obviously, you just can't go tell your boss what you need. I mean, so you've got to kind of navigate a little bit on how that's done. So we visit with them, and then we'll go to Pentagon, and we'll visit with those folks there and just kind of share with them some of the needs that we have in our area. And then we'll also meet with our congressional delegates, so Senator or Tester and Danes and now Congressman Rosendale and just say, hey, here's what we say, what we need. Here's what the Pentagon is saying, the Air Force officials. And so we're relaying the message to you. So how can we again continue to build our military here in, in Great Falls? And of course, with the new missile upgrade, we got the new ground-based strategic deterrent system. So mm-hmm. it's going to replace the Miniman 3 that's currently in the silos. Mm-hmm. And so Northrop Grumman won that contract. And so we've been partners with Northrop Grumman for a number of years now as well, too. And how can we help facilitate when that starts coming into happening mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be happening right around the corner it's going to be coming pretty quick so wow. well and and I, I i sense i'm not trying to get super political here but there there is a a, a a distaste might be the thing for military police you know some of some of these areas in in certain areas of our country but when we look at great falls in, in montana specifically we still have a very um uh, attached to our service members, whether it's military or police or firefighters or whatever that may be. And we, we have a very, um, 
well-formed sense of pride in these people. Yeah. And Great Falls, the, the success and failure of this town, doesn't directly relate with the military, but is highly, highly influenced on the military influence that's here from the Air National Guard and also having a military base right here in town where there's, I, I just saw a report, maybe it was from the chamber that talked about like the annual income of everybody on the base put together is like 250 billion or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not billion, but like million or something yeah, like million, that. Yeah. yeah, million. 250 yeah. million in, in their annual income. Not saying that every last penny is spent right here in Great Falls, but a very large portion of that is is supporting our community. So being an advocate to say, hey, we need upgrades here, we need this, ensures that, um, you know, when I come from Glasgow, they're just up the road, there is... Uh, St. Marie, where they used to have a base. Mm -hmm. And now it's a ghost town and uh, it, it's kind of dilapidated and um, doesn't, it is not, it is a, a sore on, on the eyes up there. And so the, the same similar thing would happen here if, if the military wasn't supported and wanted to be kicked out of town and wasn't appreciated, we'd end up with just this ghost town on the edge of Great Falls, uh, no military, no new people coming in. And one thing I've noticed that Great Falls is unique from around the country. And I was only, I was only stationed in Fort Stewart, Georgia. So I don't have a, a vast experience, you know, all around the country. There wasn't a bunch of people that once they retired from Fort Stewart, Georgia, that stayed there. They were all like, I need to get out. And I run into so many people that, hey, why are you in Great Falls? Oh, I just, I retired here and stayed here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we support our military. There's, there's Taco Tuesdays everywhere. There's military discounts here, military discounts there, like mm -hmm. uh, free haircut day, you know, whatever it may be, a yeah. very large support here. And I'm proud to be in Great Falls where they do support active duty, veterans, retired, disabled, you know, whatever it may be. And, and it's, a, it's a, a thing that we should be proud of. Mm -hmm. You know, and we really should. We, in fact, uh, the Montana Defense Alliance applied uh, and submitted a nomination for what's called the uh, Great American Defense Communities. And we were one of five that won that this year. And so across the country, they selected from all these nominations that came in and said, yeah, Great Falls, we want to award them and honor them for their support of the military. So it was an award we just won this year. Oh, we were that's going so cool. To, nice. It is. It's just awesome. Again, it makes you proud, again, yeah. that we do support yeah. them. We do support them strongly. And so our efforts pay off. And we were actually going to have someone come in from the Association of Defense Communities. He was the president and he was going to actually come last week and we we're going to present it to the community on rodeo night. Mm -hmm. Well, last minute, I mean, uh, Friday before uh, the rodeo night, Patriot night, mm -hmm. uh, something came up on his end and he wasn't able to come out. So we're going to, we just decided to postpone it. We want them here. Um, yeah, yeah. We do have one of our uh, members, uh, Greg Doyen, city manager. He actually is uh, on the board with the American defense communities as well too. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that they were out here to watch our community and see and participate and when they are going to award us that, uh, that award. Now we already did win it. We've kind of talked about it a little bit in our, some of our chamber newsletters, but, uh, pretty exciting. And again, just goes to show the support of the community, everybody right. and uh, how strongly we do support our military. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I know, so I, I think you didn't, you didn't say you had a hard stop this morning, right? But, no. um, we are getting close to nine o'clock and I just want to make sure that we're all, we're all good, but we, I also want to make sure we cover everything. And I want to tie this all together as, as far as like our podcast and the, the purpose of it. And, and Joe and I right now at the beginning phases of the get after it podcast, we're, we're figuring out how to kind of grow and get the word out. 
And the, the first part of that is we need to learn how to do a podcast, right? Yeah. But, but the secondary part of that that we're working on at the same time is, is networking right here in Great Falls and just get the word out here in Great Falls. And so we're, we're communicating with maybe littler known things that are happening in Great Falls. And so we've had, um, you know, the, the truck show that was in Fort Benton and, mm-hmm. and Detail Dave's. We had him in here and we had the cornhole guy, uh, you know, Sean Welty, that's putting on the cornhole tournaments here in town. And then just spoke with uh, that came out last week. If we're trying to speak in terms of when people are listening to this, it came oh, out yeah. last week uh, with the uh, uh, dinner theater and um, escape room, ah, right? And so we're, we're and then um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and then um, archery out in Fairfield and just these little knowns, but but trying to get the word out that, that this is what's going on. I feel that this right here with the chamber is a really good connection. Maybe we should be reading their um, their newsletter like every week or whenever it comes out. Right. And just like, okay, here's the chamber moment and we can just like give give our listeners like really good topical information. Or almost like our, our podcast needs to become members of the chamber. Oh, that was in the plans. Before. Yeah, like, yeah, and so like we haven't made any money. We don't know. Ex- <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what we're getting after yet. But we know, so we're but, getting after. But we think we think part of it is almost the same idea as the chamber. Like let's yeah. let's get let's get people to know about canola. Yes, yeah. right. Like, yeah. like the local stuff and just like what about this restaurant that, that may not be getting the right start, but we know it's good for the community. We you know, know there's like, people like, that want to eat that food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we we'd love to. Yeah, I think that that needs yeah. to be kind of where we we put our first dollars. You know, maybe we don't even make any money, and you and I just you know have these. It. I'm down. Yeah. How much is it? Yeah, we can we can chat with you, but it's three fifty is our base membership. Shoot, so we, we can that. we we have monthly play, payment quarterly. I mean, whatever whatever yeah. works. So we we work with people. But I think that would be a great opportunity for us to network as well yeah. you know yeah. and, and finding different interviewees yeah. and maybe more businesses will reach out to us and say hey i really like the way that sounded i can see myself doing something like that i've always kind of wanted to tell my story or yeah. what have you yeah and i think i think it does it, it it causes people to want to invest even if it's just a meal at a restaurant or you know getting their car detailed if they know who's detailing their car yeah right and yeah. so mm-hmm. i want to get my car detailed at, at dave's detail because I, I know his story now and i know what he cares about and so it's the same kind of thing and another whole side note is we just talked about how uh, people really enjoyed we did uh, al banco an on-site podcast where you could kind of hear the coffee and oh, you know some noise and yeah, stuff good. <laughs> felt good yeah and so I'm, I'm almost thinking not not like right away and it's a it, this is just a what do they call it? Just a spitballing, right? Just it's spit not, it's not completely thought okay. out. But at one of the, you know, breakfasts or one of the the mm. after hours, we do a podcast while that's going on, right? Oh. We just grab a random person People and say, can "Hey, sit down with us we're going to podcast want. over here in the corner and whatever, <gasps> and just do that." I, I don't know. Again, it's just a spitball. But I really like I really like this, and so I really like uh, first of all to make sure that you get everything out that you want to you want to share in this podcast. I'd like you to be one of our like first formal like regulars though, Ooh. like somebody that we can yeah. get reoccurring on. guest. Yeah, yeah. reoccurring oh, okay. guest where we can have Love like, uh, hey, hey, what's man. what's going on? You Watch know, out. I I, I like happening? I like the energy and the flow of it, and and I'd love to see uh, really get the word out about the chamber. Yeah. Uh, get people connected to that businesses that may not already be connected or whatever. Uh, and then really, you know, whatever part we can do to help uh, support this, this area, even though we have listeners, I, I, I didn't tell you, but we do have one in Ireland now. 
Um, and so wow. we, we have them. We have okay. them. We have them all over the place, all over the United States. Thanks, Ireland. But I, I hope through that <laughs> it's kind of an, Ireland. Yeah, um, I knew you would have a. You'd have a, a, a love for that. I'll, I'll be talking to that person as yeah. we go along. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I hope that like, as you're involved in your community, whether um, we've got a lot of listeners in Salt Lake City and Houston, those are our other two big cities that we have right now that, that we have a, 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 a larger demographic than some of the spots around the United States. Mm-hmm. Get involved with your chamber down there. Yeah. yeah. Find yeah. them. Yeah. You know, Chambers, I think this past year have really shown not just their relevance, but their essential need to the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID, it was like, okay, Chambers relevant and we're doing things, we're doing events. But I think we really show that we're essential to communities by putting out the information for businesses. Here's what you need and here's what COVID relief dollars are for and here's how you apply for them and we're going to get through this together and i think that's when covid kind of when it was coming and we knew i mean march you're kind of looking and watching they shut down the schools i mean we sent out a letter to all chamber members we just an email on that monday because they announced schools you're shutting down that was sunday night at five and right tom Moore, new superintendent you know and i'm sure you just oh man what are we going to do you know an emergency cabinet meeting and all of that and we sent a letter and said you know what we know this is coming and we know that there's probably going to be shut down some things like that but we are a community and in order to get through this we have got to work together as a community to get through this to make sure that when we come out on the other side whenever or whatever that looks like that we get as many businesses and people through this as we possibly can in the best way that we can and we're going to do that by number one partnering up mm-hmm. let's partner up as businesses and how can we support you and support each other and how can we help each other through all of this and then for your employees you got projects that maybe you've kind of put on the back burner keep your employees employed Mm-hmm. Have them start doing those projects, you know, through this time period as well, too, when we're shutting down and stay at home orders. And then again, what can you do to step up and support the community in general? And that was my three points to that thing. And so, and again, uh, chambers, they are very not just relevant these days, they're essential to communities. And and I can share with you testimony after testimony. Melissa Desculius, who is a realtor at, you know, a realty group here in Great Falls, uh, Dahlquist, and so mm-hmm. started doing one of the B&G groups and went out to start her own business. And I can tell you again testimony after that jake heeb with heeb's garage doors probably one of my best stories he's so funny they asked me to speak to his business networking group and um i mentioned about this business networking group that you know people come and go okay i get some business so now i'm going to skip next week's meeting or the following week because now i'm starting <laughs> to get busy and i said this is your golden goose and you can keep taking the golden egg each week, but you have to come each week to get the golden egg. And so some businesses will come, they'll get businesses, they'll go, and all of a sudden the business starts going down. Oh, I need to go back to the business networking group. And I said, so stick with it. Block out this time on your schedule. And Jake Keeb, and I don't know if you know Jake, but he's uh, he looks like a guy from Duck Dynasty, right. kind of reddish hair, and yeah. he's got the beard, and he's yeah. like, that's exactly right, I'm telling you. He goes, I joined the chamber, and, and I've got this meeting. And he said, I'll have a customer call me and say, hey, Jake, can you be here Tuesday at nine. He's like, Nope, I got a chamber event to go to. And people look at him like, you belong to the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he doesn't look like he would. He goes that chamber, it gives me credibility. And again, I think that's part of it as well too, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a chamber member. And so, um, just the importance of, again, not only is it just being a chamber member, it shows that you're supporting the business community. Because, again, we are at a point now where we can start investing back in the community. And so we've been doing some exciting things. We just hired our fifth person, a workforce and development director. We're actually starting to advertise outside of Montana Whoa. digitally because people will think of Montana Okay, well, they think of Yellowstone and maybe Glacier. Mm-hmm. And then they think, okay, well, uh, Helena is the capital. Billings is the biggest city. And there's, you know, University in Bozeman, Missoula. And they probably have heard of Kalispell. 
they don't have heard about Great Falls. Right. I mean, if you right. asked them, hey, have you ever heard of Great Falls, Montana? No, I haven't. Right. So we've actually started digitally marketing outside of the state to start putting Great Falls on the map to get people, because we've got to grow our population. We have suffered that from that for decades. And so we're now starting to do some very neat, innovative things for the chamber to help businesses bring more people into grow. Because why do businesses not come here? They look at our population. They're not growing. We're going to go to Bozeman, Missoula, Kalispell, Billings, and then Helena. Then we're like fifth or sixth on the list. We need to be first or second. Coming from retail, I know that. I know how strong of a community we are and how strong of a business community because we pull from the high line. And so just very passionate about growing our community, getting after it, if you Mm, will. And what can we do to very focus strategically to do what we need to do. And I love your podcast. And so, and the reason why is because you're highlighting what answers the question. There's nothing to do here. Oh yes, there oh, is. There absolutely and there is a is. ton to do here. And mm-hmm. just uh, getting involved with the chamber will open up people's eyes on what all there is to do here. Get involved, get, get involved. after it and get involved. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that's a great, great closing note. But there's a couple things I want to, I want to point out is first, uh, one big thing during COVID was, uh, you know, you have these business owners, whether they're new or old or whatever, they're so focused on on the problem without having somebody outside their their realm of confusion and, and you know, whatever is in front of them, the problem they have now of, you know, closures and masks and putting up plexiglass and doing all of this. If they don't have a newsletter that comes in and says, hey, here's how you keep your employees busy. They're not thinking about that. They're like, where am I getting plexiglass? Where am I getting, you know, we had a big toilet paper shortage, right? Like, yeah. where am I getting toilet paper? <laughs> you know, all of this. And and so it's it's really helpful to have a, a leader in the community that can, that can guide and offer encouragement and say, you're not alone. That's a huge part of community is if a, a business is struggling to, to come alongside and, and see, oh, I'm not the only one that's struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's help each other. And the chamber can, can do that. And you can, see businesses turn around just by having relationships with each other and encouraging each other and successful businesses sharing what what helps make them successful and um you know you mentioned uh, double barrel they're one of my favorite businesses in town and we're not trying to pick any favorites or or anything like that but um they've been such an advocate for for sharing and uh you know they're giving away free meals throughout covid the entire time and being you know one of those like beacons that people can look to and uh we have a lot of businesses like that 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 care about this community and uh i i did a few things out of state uh this year and running into people uh, mainly in the hunting community archery and and things like that uh they're like great falls you know they know of montana every hunter knows of montana Mm -hmm. great falls is is the most beautiful place to live in Montana because of how you, you can access every one of those communities you mentioned within four hours. Yeah. You can be in every single one, but you don't have to be in this community. That's, that's bougie. And you know, Montanans are scared of Californians or whatever, right? Like, like this is, this is a Montana (laughs) community. If you want to know what Montana is, you come to great falls. And uh, so knowing that the, the words getting out there, it is, yeah, number five or six mm-hmm. on the list, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't sure. be because of how centrally located we are in Montana. And you can get everywhere uh, yeah. the easiest from Great Falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, and that's the same story I tell to people as well, too. You know what? Move here. You, you, you've you got a river right here. You know, yep. the chamber just, just produced it. We just got it late last week, Friday, uh, safe river use map. 
And so we're going to start putting that out. And we have drone footage showing where the sandbars are and where the channels are. Oh, and where you should put in and where you should take out and the time and the river flows. We got QR codes. So, I mean, again, just another innovative thing that Chambers Oh, that's really cool. Really, yeah. again, promote our community. It's a great idea because I feel like our, our portion of the river has been underutilized. Yeah. You know, so I just, much. I just don't feel yeah. like we put enough advertising dollars into it just saying hey here's where you go and this is how you do it and the, there'll you be some people that might get mad at me for sharing this but we uh in my little circle don't we do call, it just kidding no i'm doing it i'm doing it we have what's called the upper river which would be yeah. you know uh no, holter lake uh, on down to great falls and that's the upper river where you're catching rainbow trout brown trout you know so a few different species up that way and it's the the typical montana fly fishing and it's it's so close to great falls and yeah. it mm-hmm. is like the top water in the yeah. u.s it's in like the top 10 blue ribbon within yes blue ribbon i didn't yeah. want to say blue ribbon but blue ribbon <laughs> trout fishing yeah right here and then we have this is where people don't want me to share we have the lower river so when you go below, well, it's actually north, but when you go below Great Falls, you know, downstream of Great Falls, you yeah. get past our amazing dams that we have. We have warm water um, in the Missouri River where we have bass, walleye. northern pike, walleye, sauger, drum, catfish. And, and you, can, you can fish both of those in one day from Great Falls. Yeah. You can be fishing for smallmouth bass. And, and I'm talking actually state record size smallmouth bass within 40 minutes of Great Falls. Mm. And you can be uh, state record rainbow brown trout fishing yeah. 40 minutes the other way. It is the best place to be. Yeah, Whoa. It truly is. I feel like I want yeah. to get after some fish. And then we're, we're two hours from, I don't know, oh. 10 different reservoirs oh, yeah. that, that you can mm-hmm. be on and different mountain ranges. We're so close to the, the Bob Marshall Wilderness. We're close to uh, the Missoula Pass over there and all of that stuff. The Helena on the way to Helena, you can head out towards Lewistown and get to the Snowies. Like it's, yeah. it's so close to everything. It's oh, right I love here. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Man, uh, maybe this guy should work for the chamber. <laughs> I know exactly. He knows so ambassador. much. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, he knows so much about that. <laughs> oh well, when it comes to the outdoors, I I know a Your lot passionate. of that stuff. Yeah, I That's have. Awesome. Um, I just did the math, and I have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve big game tags this year. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> Hello, oh, man. Yeah, I have a, a bear tag, two antelope, six deer tags, and three elk tags. Um, and it's all it's all within an hour of here that I can fill all of those tags. All those tags. Whoa. All those tags. But if you if you move Bear to like hunting. Missoula, yeah. and I'm not saying you can't hunt all of those things, but everybody's hunting right around Missoula. Yeah. Well, I can hunt that same area from here. Yeah. And I can also then say, nope, it's too crowded there. I'm going over here. I'm going yeah. over here. And Great Falls is one of the best places to to get mm. to any of these elk, mm-hmm. deer, antelope. Where we're super close to some of the best antelope countries. Some of the hardest tags to get for rifle season yeah. are right here. Yeah. The largest antelope you can get in the state. And mm-hmm. um, uh, elk, elk, I'm not going to give any spots away because I would definitely get poison muffins. <laughs> but but we're within, we're, we're within two and a half hours of some of the most sought after oh, yeah. um, elk regions in the United States. Wow. Um, are right within two and a half hours of Great Falls. And so this is the place, especially if you're a hunter or anything, that's the place to be. Yeah, it definitely is. Amazing. Lots of excitement for me because I didn't have this love for Great Falls when I lived here before. Um, I'm being completely, you know, open and honest or whatever. I lived here for about a decade and then moved away to Glasgow. Loved Glasgow. Uh, I've experienced a lot and I grew up in Bozeman. So I've experienced many of the different areas of Montana. And now that we've moved back and I... I'm not trying to, to give you a big head or anything. I feel that there was a change in the Chamber of Commerce in the last five or six years. 
um, because when I moved back, there was more restaurants and quality places to, to, to spend your time and money in Great Falls than there was six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there, there's a lot of organizations working really hard. I, you got the Great Falls Development Authority. You have, oh, you yeah. know, that partnership group downtown that started the N-Bar and the Block and Seth Swingley and, you know, his partner with the Mighty Mo And the Newberry. And yeah, the Newberry yeah. now. Yeah, and, of course, exciting. the uh, Electric City Coffee. I mean, just it's so exciting. Like you said, um, uh, just in the last five years, it has just been incredible mm-hmm. just to see our downtown just really starting to grow and build. And, and it is exciting. It's awesome. I mean, yeah, a, yeah. award-winning winning barbecue, award-winning yes. burger joints, award-winning um, coffee shops, award... I mean, and, and it, we are just yeah. lucky to have these here because if you're a typical Montanan, you'd be like, oh, well, that's that's a place that belongs in Missoula, Bozeman, you know, all these other places. No, they're right here in Great Falls, and they're these hidden gems that are just... Yeah, yeah. they're just amazing. Yeah. On that note, have you tried the new um, the butcher, butcher shop downtown? Yes, I have. Oh, my God, yeah. so great. A locally oh. sourced, grass-fed... Drew, Drew there doing an awesome job doing fire an pizza job. fire I mean, pizza yeah. oh yes i mean there's Such so many job. i mean if we could just call no, we could we could go we could go around fire pizza. I just yeah. had that a couple weeks ago with my wife. Actually, it was our anniversary lunch. You just yeah. tried it recently, then? No, no, no. I oh. had it when it first opened up, and it was really good. And I just haven't made it back because actually, there's a lot of good places to eat in Great Falls. Yeah. and we mm-hmm. made it back for our anniversary, our 19 year anniversary. Oh, congratulations! And we had uh, the honey badger pizza, and they they put honey on the pizza, which doesn't sound like appetizing. I'm telling you, wow. it was like a dessert pizza, but Awesome. Oh, oh my goodness. It was savory, <laughs> sweet. Oh, it was just amazing. And oh, they, awesome. I'm intrigued. And, and they, they take pride in how they, even how the, the pre- presentation of the, the food and the atmosphere is great in there. And, and that, yeah. that's the, that's the thing I'm noticing is, is that the businesses aren't just here because we have to be here. They're here now because they care about the community. They want the customers to have a good experience. They, they take pride in what they do and, and they value the, the, the customers that are there. Mm-hmm. And, and there is, there's, there's a right now because of COVID and all the political jazz, there's, there's a need for employees um, everywhere. And, and so I'm glad that the chamber is advocating for all of that. But a lot of these strong businesses, they, they have these good employees with them. And, and so, yeah, there are some that yeah. are, they're hurting and we need, to, we need to help get them support. If they're a business that needs to survive, let's, let's you know, help them out. Um, but uh, it's, it's great to know that the chamber's um, on their side and, and advocating out there and helping network and, and strengthen. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. lots of exciting things. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, we've, cool. we've um, developed a new closing, but we haven't practiced it enough. So you're going to have to start, remember. Yeah, I start, that's the and only then thing. you, yep. and then same time. As long as you start, it'll just be so smooth. Okay, so break. so one last opportunity, Shane. We're going to send everybody to greatfallschamber.org, or you guys do also have a Facebook page. We do, Facebook page as well, too. So we've been doing a lot of ribbon cuttings, so you can mm-hmm. go and watch some of those ribbon cuttings. I mean, we're getting over 1,000, close to 2,000, sometimes over 2,000 views. I just so ribbon that. cuttings and things like that. So Facebook page, again, just great falls chamber and it'll pop up yeah awesome check awesome. out that one where they did the ribbon cutting for the new uh morning light um little spot in the children's museum i thought that looks so cool i was like what a great idea because at first i was like what am i even looking at because it looks so nice i thought are they did they set up their own cafe in there it's just an exhibit in the yeah. new children's museum so morning light roasters has set up a little cafe for the kids i was like to show them awesome. how to like make coffee and stuff yeah oh yeah. that's sweet i have to check yeah. out that video there's a little oh, yeah. uh, espresso machine and they've got little aprons that the 
waiters and waitresses put on and those kids were so excited it's dangerously I mean, just, cute yeah. just oh careful. okay yeah <laughs> so go awesome. check out the the ribbon cutting for that mm-hmm. uh what is the facebook page i didn't have it pulled up great falls chamber and on our if you go to our website greatfallschamber.org you'll see the facebook icon you can click on that and that'll open up our Facebook. oh and that'll page. open it right up it's okay. a working okay. icon yeah yeah we try to keep our links current so <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's the one thing i did notice is your website is up to date like uh, whoever you have running that has, has kept the information up to date. So that's yeah. good. Another great chamber member who decided that they is either make or break. And uh-huh. they decided we're going to invest in the chamber. We're going to get involved in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And now their business took off 406 marketing with Josh and Amy Dardis. So yeah. Yep, yeah. Yes, who does yep. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard of 406 marketing. Um, it is official. The Facebook button does work. Um, and I'm, I'm over there and it, it did look like actually up there, we try to lead a lot of our, we don't, we don't have a Facebook right now for a page for our, um, our show. Mm-hmm. We're getting one. It'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, TBD. Uh, actually, maybe by, maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be, it'll be up. Yeah. Um, but you do have an Instagram and a LinkedIn as well. And so all of those, but you can just, if you just go to the website, greatfallschamber.org, you can get all of those right at the very top. You'll see the icons right there. Uh, community guides and all of that. Well, I've been Brian. Hold on. Oh, I oh okay. I, I was just going to jump right into I'm going to do music. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just like the music. And we could change the music, but you know what I mean. So I also want to thank you, Shane, so much uh, for, for coming on in, talking with us, um, trying out the podcast with us. You know, yeah, hope you had a really you. good time. It was awesome. Hope you're relaxed and uh, felt supported and loved, which you are, my friend. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh. you guys do. <laughs> so um, we, we want to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank um, our, our last interviews from last week, our, our future interviews. We hope you guys are listening in and wanting to get on the show. And until next time. I've been Brian. And I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.